The government doesn't care about your safety. They just don't want you to escape the Matrix. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Anna Perez. Wake up, people! Per usual, the mainstream media exists to serve one purpose, and that is to protect the political elite. And we should not be acquiescing to these people. Americans are historically illiterate, and it is a major problem. There's no such thing as free speech absolutism because free speech is, in and of itself, an absolute concept. Right here, back on LFA TV for another episode of Wrong Think. Have a great day, guys. I'm coming forward for the second time. All the girls who stick up for me are objectively beautiful. Okay, so what I think about Andrew Tate, firstly, I just want to say I actually don't disagree with a lot of things that he says. Because I actually agree with some of what Andrew Tate says here. More things I absolutely love about Andrew Tate. I have had nothing but positive encounters with Andrew Tate. Um, we met a few days ago on the boat. He's actually all right. Good. Like, I, I like Andrew, actually. I would say I like him. He has some realness to him. Like, a lot of girls think the way that he I love him! He is the best! He's top G! He's an amazing man. He's a very high-valued man with great um, opinions and facts. His name's Andrew Tate, and I can't get enough. I am impressed. I think he's great. I've known Andrew for a while now, and I can say that he's a good friend of mine. I told you! Hello, everyone, and welcome to Wrong Think. I'm Anna Perez. Thank you so much for being here. Very special episode today because... I was going to do one about climate change and everything, but as you just heard there, uh, I'm going to be talking about, um, not Andrew Tate actually, although I will bring him up later, but women. Women, specifically the trad wife movement, specifically traditionalism, because that's what being a trad wife means. And, you know, I, I didn't play that because I wanted to compliment Andrew Tate and I wanted all these women to agree with him. The reason I'm playing that is because we're taught to demonize people like Andrew Tate, who say all these horrible things about women. But the reality is he's saying a lot of things that are very accurate uh, as it pertains to not just women, but, you know, society at large when it comes to traditionalism. And I wanted to cover this particular topic today instead of the climate change stuff, which I was going to do, because CNN came out with a new article, okay, basically whining about the trad wife movement. Now, before we move on, I want to go ahead and define what that is. A trad wife is basically a normal wife, a wife that has existed since the beginning of time. It's basically a woman who, you know, uh, stays at home, is a homemaker, uh, is a stay-at-home mom, takes care of her family, cooks, cleans, you know, a traditional housewife, a trad wife. That's where the term comes from, of course. So there's this whole movement on the right where a lot of people are waking up to the truth about what it means to be traditional and the fact that it's actually better for not just your, your family, uh, but yourself and society at large. Uh, and this is amid this whole girl boss movement, of course, which is what we're told by Dominic, the dominant narrative that we as women should abide by. We're supposed to be girl bosses. We're supposed to be out there in the workforce kicking butt and just, you know, taking names and, you know, uh, breaking glass ceilings. But the reality is, and I'll get into all of this, is that that's not what's great for society. And we, we know that as conservatives, but I think the movement is really, really uh, beginning to catch fire amongst young conservatives. Catch fire, is that a term? I don't even know. But uh that's a, a lot of young conservative Zoomers, even, you know, younger millennials such as myself. We're starting to wake up and see. I mean, I've always been awake, but that's not true, actually. In college, I had a phase where I was like, I guess uh, I guess that's uh, the girl boss thing is a thing. Right. Uh, but I grew out of that quickly, obviously. Um, but, you know, it, 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 it's true that this is really catching on with the younger generations of conservatives. And that's a good thing for us as people because it's it's the true it's it's the best way to live your life it's the biblical to way to live, to live your life it is the uh, best way from a logistics standpoint and I'll break all of that down later but beyond that it is the one way which the government can cannot control you when you have strong families when you have traditional uh, marriages when you have traditional even just relationships it's very difficult to break people up because they are happiest when they are staying in their lanes when it comes to gender roles okay um and for a while, I think men were starting to wake up to this, that you had a lot of people on the right who were standing up like Gavin McInnes. You had, you know, kind of like the trad movement there with men, with young men. And then you have Nandra Tate, of course. But what's very, what's great to see now is that women, women are waking up. And, and I'll, 
I'll break down the significance of men waking up as well, but I think it's really important that women are embracing traditional roles as well because that is how we're going to move forward. Women are the gatekeepers of sex. So as soon as we sort of embrace a traditional role, it becomes very, very difficult for it to fall apart uh, in the future as far as families go, as far as our culture goes. It's very hard to break up Western society when you have strong families, which is why it's such a threat to the elites, which is why CNN, out of all, play, out of all uh, outlets, had to come out, come out with this whiny article, which I'll break down in a moment. But please, guys, before we, we go on, please rumble this video if you haven't already. Click the plus sign or the thumbs up. I just saw that they're using the new promo for Wrong Think. I didn't know they were going to start using that yet, but I hope you guys like it. Um, I thought it was going to start next week, but uh, I hope you guys like the new picture, new new 2023, new Wrong Think, new Anna Perez. So I uh, figured we'd roll a new promo out. I think we're all getting new promos from my understanding. Uh, but also Isabella's show, uh, Isabella Moody, she's her show's coming out next week as well. So stay tuned for that. You guys should definitely show up, show support, some support for her. She's amazing. Um, She's just hilarious too. She's very she's has a very similar vibe to kind of this show. Uh, she covers a lot of similar topics. So if you like Wrong Think, you're probably gonna like Isabella. Uh, if you like LFA, you're gonna like Isabella. She's just fantastic. So definitely stay tuned for her show as well. I'm, I know for a fact it's gonna be amazing. So I would never steer you wrong, okay? I have a lot of faults, but I'm never dishonest, okay? I would never tell a lie. I can never tell a lie. All right, guys. So. Like I said, I want to get into this uh, ridiculous CNN article that just goes to show how scared the elites are this traditional movement, okay? This is what it's entitled. Trad wives promote a lifestyle that evokes the 1950s, but their nostalgia is not without controversy. Uh, I don't know about that, guys. I don't think anybody really cared. I think people were just, you know, having a good time realizing what it's like to actually be a woman and understand what it's like to not have to embrace uh, a masculine role in society. And maybe that makes people happy, but obviously not CNN. I mean, it, it's, who cares if it makes people happy? Why, why is it such a bother to you, CNN? If, even if you don't like the movement, why, is it, why does it bother you so much, CNN? That's my question. Well, we'll find out as we read the rest of the, of the article. This is by Harmeet Carr, which I'm not sure is a man or a woman. I should have looked that up before this. But if it's a woman, then we obviously know she's old, childless, will never have kids, and lives alone with a bunch of cats. If it's a man, then he just can't get laid. So that's why he's so angry. All right. So anyway, moving on, I want to break down the first part of this article. Here is how they describe a trad wife. Now you heard me, you heard my description of it. You heard my definition, but this is CNN's. On, a, on certain corners of the internet, a segment of women is exhibiting a nostalgia for an era it has never known. These millennials and Zoomers glamorize the aesthetics of the 1950s Americana, donning red retro fit and flare dresses and posting vintage illustrations of apron housewives placing dinner on the table. Their politics, too, harken back to that of the post-World War II born at a boom, not born, boom, at least for those who were straight, white, and middle class. Of course, you have to get that in there. In their ideal society, men are the providers, women are the, women are the homemakers, and the nuclear family is the holy grail. Yes, as it should be. These young women belong to a small subculture called, quote, trad wives, short for traditional wives. Trad wives aren't your average stay-at-home moms. They sneer at what they consider to be modern-day feminism, as they should, with its girl bosses and its ungratifying grind and wax lyrical about the value of traditional gender roles. Crucially, they promote submission to one's husband, uh, and that's a bad thing. I didn't realize that. Sometimes evoking fundamentalist Christian principles, and that's also a bad thing, in their beliefs. As trad wives showcase their idyllic, domesticated lives on social media, implicit is the message that today's women and girls are being, quote, red-pilled by the feminist movements that pr promise to liberate them, that true security and fulfillment can be achieved by reverting to certain norms of the past. Okay. So let, me, so let me just be clear about something. They bring up the whole aesthetic of the 50s, but that's not necessarily the case for most trad wives. Like, I don't walk, I consider myself a traditional woman. I'm not married, but when I am married, I probably will be a trad wife. But let me just be clear. They're trying to make it look like trad wives are crazy. Like, they're just these crazy, you know, I believe Isabella is a self-identifying trad wife, okay? She obviously doesn't dress in fit and flare dresses. Uh, she's a normal person. She dresses like a normal person. Um, but, uh, that's, see, the thing is, uh, they're trying to make it look like we're some weird subset of society, like trad wives or women who are traditional are some weird subset that just don't abide by, uh, society's norms. That's not true at all. 
all it means is that you have a traditional outlook on marriage. You have a traditional outlook on what gender roles are and the fact that you should abide by your gender roles. Yes, there are a lot of these accounts on social media that do post 1950s memes, but it's the sentiment. They're not saying, ooh, I want to have a 1950s kitchen. I want to have a 1950s outfit. Now, there are people who are into like dressing like different eras. Like, there are even people who are into dressing like it's the 1800s, right? I've seen those weird shows. I'm really into those weird reality TV shows. But... Um, but that's not what we're talking about here. Trad wife is a lifestyle. It's not a an aesthetic. Okay, so they're trying to make it look like they're trying to make it look like it's this weird subset of society that likes to dress like it's the 1950s, like we're some freaks that like to pretend it's no. That's not what what it's about at all. It's it's literally the most normal thing in the world. All it is is saying yeah. So I'm not a feminist, and I don't want to dye my hair blue and get fat. Okay, so what? If, you know, I want to help my family and support my husband and, and the home, you know, so what? Why is that such a bad thing to do? Okay. Um, and I'll break down later on how this actually benefits men and why men are actually now embracing the movement. But that's the second half of the show. But just understand what's really going on here. It's a psyop. They want you to think, they want the public to think that anybody who is traditional or wants to be a trad wife is crazy. There's some lunatic who wants to live in the 50s in a bomb shelter or 40s, 50s bomb shelter, you know? Uh, obviously, guys, uh, that's not not really the truth. It, 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 <laughs> Any, there are a lot of people that are trad wives that don't even call themselves that. They're not aware of it. Your normal housewife is a trad wife. She just may not call it that. Trad wife, trad wife is just a term that we use to label people who are living in traditional marriages. Really not that hard of a concept. But of course, CNN wants you to think it's crazy. Anyway, moving on because I have a lot to get to. Sorry, I didn't mean to go on that long of a tangent about that one part. Uh, so here's the also the the interesting thing. If that sounds appealing to you, if, if you as a woman, you're reading that description and you're like, okay, well, that sounds somewhat uh, appealing to me. Um, CNN wants to make sure they really want to drive home the point that it's just some weird fringe subculture. Okay. They didn't, you know, in the beginning, they sort of already made it sound that way, but now they really want to drive home the point. They're literally telling you if you, if any of this sounds appealing to you, uh, think twice. And this is, this is what I mean by that. Take a look at what they say here. Oh, that's not the wrong one. Okay, here it is. Tradwives are a fringe subculture. They literally call it that. In the grand scheme of internet phenomena, tradwives are just a fringe group. Online mentions of tradwives go at least as far back as five years ago. But 2020 saw a noticeable uptick in, a, in the usage of the term, according to Deborah Etienne, a data analyst and researcher for the social media marketing agency Brandwatch. The tradwife discourse continues to grow in 2022 as tradwife content across social media increased and media outlets subsequently covered the trend. But while Etienne found that about 152,000 mentions of tradwives across Tumblr, Twitter, Reddit, forums, and blogs over the last year, negative mentions overwhelmingly outnumbered of positive ones, suggesting a strong backlash is to present too. See, they're trying to control the narrative here. They're trying to tell you, oh, wait, 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 but if you find that appealing to be a traditional stay-at-home mom or stay-at-home wife, uh, you know, a housewife, think twice because you're going to be a weirdo. You're going to be a social pariah because everybody else wants to be girl bosses. It's all a psyop. Though the numbers of self-identified trad wives are low, social media has allowed them to reach sizable audiences. Allowed them. <laughs> okay. The 10 to 15 largest trad wife accounts have tens of thousands of followers across Instagram and YouTube, according to an analysis from Political Research Associates, a think tank focused on the U.S. political right. So, so once again, as I stated from the get-go, if any of that sounded initially appealing to you, uh, the, the idea of staying home, raising your children, supporting your husband, being a normal person, uh, this isn't a Muslim country. Obviously, you have the right to vote still. Obviously, you have the right to voice your opinion. Uh, I would say most of these women who believe in, you know, being a trad wife probably are the most opinionated of all. So the idea that we're some weak, weak, we're all weaklings if we if we are anti-feminist is a joke, okay? All it means is that you uh, you abide by your traditional gender role, okay? That's all it means. But they're trying to make it look like it's this this tiny weird movement that is cut off from society that, you know, if you are a part of, just know, just know that all your friends, they really want to all be girl bosses because it, it's groupthink, right? It, it, sheep will buy into this. Of course, people who are independent thinkers already know what, what's happening here. But the problem is CNN is freaking out. The elites are freaking out, which is why they're coming out with articles like this, because it actually is quite the opposite. If it was such a small movement, CNN would never come out with an article like that, right? But they want to control your thinking. They want to make you believe that you're a freak, that you're alone by in not wanting to be a girl boss, that you're, you're alone in thinking that, hey, maybe spending my entire career, uh, life chasing my career and making money and never having kids 
isn't exactly what I want as a woman. And that maybe, just maybe, men and women want different things in life. And men and women are happier when they embrace their roles, their gender roles, their biblical roles in life. But no, uh, you're crazy if you think that. That's what CNN wants you to think. But guys, but as per usual, it actually gets more interesting. Uh, the article actually accidentally admits the truth. They just reached the wrong conclusion. I'll show you what I mean by that. Take a look this. at this. Trad wives reflect an anxiety around societal shifts. That's true. Five years after Me Too sparked a global conversation around sexual violence, sexism, and power, it might seem puzzling that a life of traditional gender roles and submission to a male partner is resonating with some young women. Actually, not puzzling at all. Anyway, but it long... But in longing for the culture of the 1950s domesticity, these, these women are responding to our current political movement, said Rottenberg. Rottenberg. While the lean-in girl boss movement of the early 2010s encouraged young women to do more and work harder, critics characterize it as elitist and out of touch. By the time the pandemic hit, women were up against an always work culture, always on work culture, stagnating wages and an eroded social safety net with a no, now worsening caregiving crisis and a society where women already shoulder the majority of unpaid domestic work. Staying home to focus on the household full time might be preferable, though also a privileged choice. Now, actually, they got it right the first time when they said uh, that being a girl boss is critics characterize it as elitist and out of touch. Being a girl boss, actually, um, is elitist and out of touch. So they got it right the first time. The fact that they're calling it a privileged choice to stay home is actually wrong if you think, think about it. it. And let me explain what I mean. Yes, in Joe Biden's economy, most people cannot afford to survive on one income unless you're you're, you're married to somebody who makes a lot of money, uh, the man makes a lot of money. Unless that's the case, it's very difficult for most average families to survive on one income. Most of the time, the woman has some sort of like job that she does, even if it's a part-time thing in today's society. I shouldn't say most, because I don't know the statistics on that. All I'm saying is that it's normal for a woman to need to you know make ends meet in today's society because of Joe Biden, because they don't want us to have families, whole you know reasoning as to why that is. The point is, guys, it is more privileged to take on this girl boss dynamic because what a girl boss is, what society encourages women to do now, isn't just have a part-time job, isn't just help your family support them where they need to be supported. It's literally to, you know, stand up, throw everything away, to, to just up and decide to like throw your life away that you have, your family, push them to the side, your kids, push them to the side, to the side and just say, I'm going to be a girl boss today, I'm gonna buy my own company. It's about literally being an entrepreneur. So, so when you start up and you become an entrepreneur and you decide to start your own company, that takes a lot of time and money as an investment. Most normal people don't have that ability to do that, especially in today's economy. Most normal women, uh, it's actually, it makes more sense for them to stay home and watch their kids, if anything. If they're e either that or maybe have a, a, a part-time job. It is a privilege to be able to stand up and decide, I'm gonna be a girl boss, okay? So it is actually elitist and out of touch. And in fact, Andrew Tate uh, has a very interesting take on this. He said, notice how it's always the wives of very wealthy men who are into this whole girl boss mentality. And the reason why that is, is because who's funding it? The men in their lives, okay? And it's not an actual profitable business that the, most of these girl bosses are, are running. 90% of the time, any married woman who starts this whole, starts their own company, it's a hobby for them and their wealthy husband is funding it, okay? Most women who are in the workforce at all, if they decide to do that, if they need to for their family, uh, work average nine to five jobs and they're just trying to make ends meet at this time. Uh, but ideally they would, you know, they would love to probably have their own company. They would love to be able to go into a glamorous workforce and be able to do all these things for themselves, right? But that's a privilege. That's elitist, okay? It is elitist to do that, not stay home with your kids. Staying home with your kids is a sacrifice, okay? My mom used to say a mother's work is never done. That's only true. That's only applicable if you are actually mothering your children. The thing with these women who are girl bosses is that they have the means to hire people to raise their kids. They hire three, four random Mexican women to rotate through the week to take their kids to school, pack their lunches, do everything that a mother should be doing for their kids, spend time with their kids even. That, you know, a stay-at-home mom, your average middle-class stay-at-home mom would be doing on her own. That's a huge savings for the family right there. So it's actually elitist. And CNN points that out. But then they go on to say that actually it's more privileged to stay at home. No, no, no. Quite the opposite. It is more privileged to take on a girl boss role. Okay. And that's why it's only the ultra wealthy that can afford it. So actually people are starting to look around and say, wait a second. No one is actually a girl boss here. 90% of those women that I see on Instagram running their own hair salons, running their own beauty companies, their husband is paying for it. And it's so that they'll shut up about it and stop whining about being bored all the time. Now, if I were this woman's husband, I would say, oh, 
why don't we have a child? That will, will occupy your time. Or if you, we already have kids and you're hiring me random Mexican women to raise them, how about you actually raise them yourself? But no, because men are so scared of being called toxic, toxically masculine, so they'll never say that to their wives. But in reality, society would be much better off if the actual mother of the children was raising their kids. And that's what most middle-class Americans do when they are stay-at-home moms, which is why you are which is and they can't because they can't afford to do anything else they can't afford childcare. they can't afford to be a girl boss a girl boss is an out of touch elitist concept okay uh it's not a thing okay it's not a thing it is only something that the top top very wealthy percentage of, of people can do and that's why you're seeing this backlash uh this trad wife movement because women are realizing wait a second that's not actually attainable for me not to mention it not only is it not attainable but let's say you're you're young and you don't have a family yet, and maybe you do want to be an entrepreneur, and you say, I, I, want it, I want that girl boss lifestyle now, right now as a single unmarried woman. Okay, well, guess what? I guess no one's told you yet. You can't have it all, okay? Because the same women that want to be those girl bosses oftentimes say they also want to have kids. Well, guess what? Even if you do have a kid, you're never going to see that kid because you're going to be a girl boss all day. And if you aren't working all day, then your company's going to fail, and you're going to lose that, and then you're only going to be able to be a mom, right? So you can't have it both ways. It's just, it's just, it's not realistic. You can't be a girl boss and be a mom, okay? Uh, it, it bait on your own, basically. The only way the girl boss thing really works is if you are married to a very wealthy man and this is a hobby for you and the man is funding this, in which case it's a money pit, by the way. A lot of women don't understand how business works because uh, not as many women wind up running their own businesses or they just think a lot of like women who are kind of detached from reality and haven't been, you know, really a part of their community or raising their kids, they just say, ooh, I want to run a company. Uh, and then, of course, you know, men are like, oh, okay, if you're going to like shut up about it, sure, here's a few hundred thousands of dollars, if you're a wealthy man, that is. So that's the point I wanted to get at. It's unattainable. It's not a thing. And now women are aware of that, which is why more and more of them are embracing the whole trad wife phenomenon, okay? So, uh, and then... I want to move on to another thing. So that's one thing I want, another thing I want to debunk, the whole girl boss thing. It's not, it's not a thing. Um, but then it gets even more interesting. This is my favorite point of all in the article. If you were wondering why they haven't brought up skin color yet, uh, why they haven't brought up racism yet, well, guys, I regret to inform you that actually they did wind up bringing that up. Because as per usual, the left always has to draw things back to racism. It all comes down to being far right and racist. Take a look at this. Well, this is what CNN says next. Tradwife content is being adopted by the far right. While tradwives are already a niche subculture, an even smaller fraction of them are using tradwife content to spread more insidious ideas. Oh no, insidious ideas of staying home and raising your kids, says Annie Kelly, a journalist and researcher with expertise in an anti-feminist and far right digital cultures. Kelly describes the overlap between trad wives and far-right movements as something of a Venn diagram. While there are some trad wives, including women of color, who simply hold conservative beliefs on the roles men and women should occupy in relationships, she said some of the alt-right, ooh, no, not the alt-right, please, anything but the alt-right, use trad wife aesthetics to recruit white women into the movement. Not white women, oh no. Such influencers promote a, a contempt for modernity and feminism, as well as a desire for an idealized and implicitly coded white past. <gasps> oh no, it gets worse. If you're a white influencer who's espousing these things, there will be quite a pleasing overlap with how many white supremacists configure gender politics, because it coincides with lots of the alt-right theories about what has gone wrong in the West, says Kelly, who is also the UK correspondent for the podcast QAnon Anonymous. I bet that podcast has like two viewers that person's mom and that person's dad, if the dad even stuck around and still knows the kid. Anyway, some trad wife accounts, for example, use rhetoric that nod to white nationalist ideas such as the replacement theory. One trad wife influencer who goes by wife with a purpose came under fire in 2017 for reportedly issuing a white baby challenge. That was probably a joke. I don't know this influencer, but I probably was a joke in which she encouraged her followers to have as many white babies as her. Yeah, that sounds like a, she's being facetious. References to the challenge have since been removed from her online presence. More recently, a popular Tradwife Instagram account posted a Time Magazine cover featuring Prince Harry and his wife, Meghan Markle, labeling them as beta male and modern woman. 
<laughs> I love that one. Uh, yeah, he is a beta male, respectively. This is, and that's what happens when you marry a modern woman, guys. Just letting you know, this is your sign to repopulate the accompanying text read. Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty reasonable to me. Many trad wives also share the far right's views on LGBTQ relationships using phrases like the natural order in reference to gender roles. Some promote homeschooling. Oh no, not homeschooling. Oh dear goodness, it just gets worse and worse, everyone. To avoid exposing their children to progressive ideas about sex education. <gasps> I just, I just cannot but believe that anybody would want to be a trad wife. <gasps> to raise your own kids to homeschool them. I mean, how much more racist could it get? Imagine being white on top of that. Oh my goodness, imagine having white children. Imagine marrying a white man. Oh my gosh, can you imagine how racist these people are? Yeah, give me a break. So ridiculous, so ridiculous. So obviously, I read all of that to tell you, uh, yes, the left is losing the culture war right now and they are freaking the, the flip out, guys. I was gonna say a bad word, but I didn't. Um, look, guys. First of all, the left never uses racism unless they're using, losing an argument. That's a well-known fact. The left always resorts to racism when they're losing an argument. Everything I just read there, that girl's account that was apparently banned, she's talking about having white, more white kids than her, that's hilarious. And I'm 99.9% .9 sure she was being facetious when she said that. She's probably just a white girl who married a white guy, or maybe she's not even white. Maybe he's not even white, because <laughs> apparently I'm a white supremacist too, and I'm not even white. Um, but of course, like the, they had to throw that in there to demonize the whole movement, of course, uh, because everything that has to do with traditionalism or conservatism has to be traced back to white supremacy. It's just a must. If you don't trace it back to that, you're a bad liberal. You're a bad leftist. Uh, you, you, you get canceled from the movement. It always has to come back to racism, uh, which is such a stupid argument to make. You can be a traditional housewife and be any race. It really doesn't matter. It's not a race-oriented thing, okay? And, and another interesting thing that they bring up, they were talking about how this is all white-centric and middle-class. I believe in the beginning they talked about World War II and 50s-era families and how it only applied to white people. Uh, here's an interesting fact. In the 50s, prior to all of the 70s, like, civil rights stuff, I mean, after the civil rights stuff, we passed all of these laws. Obviously, we needed the civil rights movement. I'm not saying we didn't need that. I'm just saying, like, we passed all of these laws that... Uh, we're supposed to balance things out. All of this, like these aid packages from the government for people who were black or single women, actually all that did was destroy um, equality between minorities because in the 50s, blacks and whites were about performing on par when it came uh, down to economics, when it came to how they were providing for their families, how they were living, despite, in spite of all of the obstacles they had to fight when it came to segregation, they were still performing far more on par. The... Uh, the gap between their ability, their, their income, their, their wages, the wage gap was far smaller than it is today. So as you can see, okay, leftist policies are responsible for the uh, race inequality, okay, when it comes to economics, because they keep minorities in an endless hamster wheel of destruction that they've kept going since uh, the postmodern era. So, you know, when you look at the 40s and 50s, and you try to tell me that this is a racist concept, actually, you can make an argument for the fact that it's quite the opposite. We are yearning to live in an era when there was far more economic equity between minorities and white people. So it, it doesn't even like actually pan out. It doesn't actually, you know, if these people actually knew anything about history or statistics, they would be, they would know this and they wouldn't have written this article because they'd look like idiots. But they know that also the people who are reading these articles, leftists, uh, they don't know their history either, okay? We're told to believe that leftists are the academics um, and they know everything. Uh, I find that hard to believe when they can't understand this basic concept, basic history that I just told you guys right now off the top of my head. It's just a random fact that I happen to know. I don't know the exact numbers. I just know as somebody who's relatively educated, self-educated, I would say, because I didn't learn this stuff in school. Um, and, you know, somebody who reads and just is generally aware of, of our past as, a, as American society. Yeah, I know all of that. So once again debunked, this whole article is BS and all it proves is that, you know, the left is freaked out right now because women are awake and they can't have that. They rely on women being control on controlling women to buy into this narrative that they are oppressed that the only thing that's going to free them is the girl boss movement is, you know, being single, alone, unmarried, um, have nothing going for you in life, living alone with uh, overweight, blue hair. Uh, and you look, and, and I wasn't, the whole concept of like Andrew Tate's supporters being attractive, that wasn't the point of me playing that clip. But it is a true, but if you think about it, it makes sense because 
traditional women tend to be more attractive. Why? Because we embrace our femininity. You won't see us, you know, getting fat and dyeing our hair blue because and cutting our hair really short because we recognize those as unattractive features. And why would we want to be unattractive, right? That's important to traditional women. Whereas uh, something happens in the mind of a feminist, and I can do a whole show on this, the psychology of it, uh, where they just kind of don't, they don't want to, they don't want to abide by any of it. So then they just kind of ugly themselves over time. It's like, what came first, the chicken or the egg? Did you get too old and nobody wanted you and then you uglied yourself? Or did you ugly yourself and then you were alone forever? It's a very interesting uh, argument to have and I believe there's nuance to it. But I just wanted to point out that obviously there's the trad wife movement is a big movement for a reason. Why? Because young women are being tired of, you know, treated like colostomy bags for semen in this hookup culture that we've created. We're tired of being told by the left that being a girl boss is the best way to be and that investing your entire life in a career that has very little payoff, you'll never have time to actually have a family because most businesses fail, let's be honest, or at least don't make you a millionaire, uh, let alone a billionaire, right? Um, and you just can't have it all, guys. You just can't have it all. If you want to be a present mother, if you want to have a happy family, a happy husband, a happy, you know, bunch of kids. You cannot be a girl boss. You cannot be a modern woman and you just can't have it all. It's just not possible. Yes, you can have a great career and then you can have kids or you could choose to have a career instead of kids. Um, but, and yes, there are people, people are going to be like, oh yeah, well you can make it happen. I would, I'm sure, first of all, I'm, there's always going to be an exception to every rule, right? But, um, that would be the exception, not the rule, right? And also, um, most of the time, most people who bring up anecdotal evidence, I would argue that probably the person they're describing doesn't have their shit together as much as they think they do. Just saying, okay? So anyways, maybe their marriage is falling apart. Maybe their kids hate them. Who knows? Maybe they never see their kids. Probably, you know, part of the problem there. But uh, yeah, so anyways... I want to get to the second part of this because I have a lot to get to because guess what? Men are waking up too, and that is a crucial part of the movement. I will explain why in just a moment. But first, guys, I want to go ahead and read an ad from Field of Greens because they are amazing. And uh, to me, it's not just reading an ad. It's actually reading about a product that I actually use myself and love. So, uh, guys, I'm telling you, we love it here. LFA, once upon a time in America, people lived on farms. You didn't have to tell them to eat vegetables and fruits to stay healthy. It's what they ate uh, as Americans, however, became more mobile. Foods that wouldn't spoil became the new thing. Problem is processed and fast foods have fewer nutrients. And now guess what? We aren't as healthy. We're fatter. Oh, I hate my hair right now. It's like moving in all different directions. Uh, let me tell you guys what I take to help me stay healthy. You guys know Field of Greens. Field of Greens is packed with a full spectrum of essential vegetables and fruits, plus science-backed herbs and prebiotics. Prebiotics, very important. Uh, this is what I, I take to stay healthy. Field of Greens works fast. You'll have more energy. You'll look and feel healthier too. I am evidence of that. Um, and you can even lose weight. I've heard a lot of success stories of people who have lost weight taking Field of Greens. It basically is a miracle. So uh, definitely take it, guys. Uh, join me and take Field of Greens and help, to help you get started. I got you 15% off your first order. You're welcome. And 10% off if you sign up for recurring orders. So visit fieldofgreens.com and use promo code LFA. That's fieldofgreens.com, promo code LFA, Field of Greens, uh, promo code LFA. You know the deal. All right. So before we move on, I want to go ahead and read some of your comments. I'm sure I've made somebody mad today. Uh, anytime I talk about women and uh, traditionalism, it pisses someone off. Um, okay, let's see. Roxy loves America 37. Anna, if I was able to be a trad wife, my house would be cleaner. Yeah, and that's the thing too. I when I when What I was saying earlier is like, I understand there are women out there that like obviously have to work to make ends meet. They don't have an option in their family today. Thanks, Joe Biden. Under Trump's economy, it was a lot easier for women to stay home. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. The point is, I'm talking about, when I talk about the girl boss movement, I'm talking about women who wake up one day and just decide that they want to own a hair salon. It's like, that's not realistic. Okay, most of these women who get jobs to support their family, to support, to help their husband, 
can uh, make money for the family. Most of the time they're getting like they're working at their local school or look, working at their like library or I don't know, somewhere where they just anywhere where they know is like they're an active member of their community where they can make ends meet. It's not about, you know, a selfish thing, right? Being a girl boss is all about yourself. It's about me, 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 me. When you go out there and you're trying to make ends meet your fa for your family, it's so that you can put food on the table so that you can you can afford piano lessons. But the kind of mentality I'm referring to is, you know, the left when they talk about being a girl boss and just literally throwing your whole family away it's actually a very privileged thing most people can't do that even the people who wind up working and needing uh child care for their uh for their children usually they use the siblings usually they have older siblings watch the younger siblings uh my mom was a stay-at-home mom for most of my childhood but um even when she did have to go do something, she didn't hire anyone. We didn't have money. We weren't well off by any means. So I wound up watching my little brother or my sister did. My older sister, I was the middle child. So it wasn't like, you know, we had all of the privileges of like, so I, I, yeah, I know, I understand most people can't like afford. I mean, obviously I'm sure you would love to have that lifestyle as a trad wife too, but I'm saying a trad wife is way more attainable than a girl boss, you know, like it just doesn't make any sense that people would make it seem like that. Um, Let's see. See, uh, Cerebral says, hey, and are you pre-recorded? No, I'm not. That's why I'm reading the comments right now. Mike Ryder says, is a married man for 25 years. A trad wife is hot. Um, yeah, I mean, and I'll go into this in a second, but it's so funny because I think part of the problem, and I'll talk a little bit about history, but part of the problem that women have been facing is that, so as men, you're the leaders of society, right? So we kind of established that here on Wrong Think. I know in the general public, they don't want to admit that. But the truth is, men are the leaders of society, right? So for things to have gone awry in the way that they have in recent years, as far as, you know, not abiding to gender roles and feminism and girl boss stuff, men had to play a role in that, right? They weren't standing up for our values as Christians, our values as normal people for Western society at large. Men have done a poor job of standing up for that. I will say that, okay? Um... And so, so it's not just women, okay? Men are the leaders here. So they had to have failed in order for that to happen, right? Um, you know, it goes back to Adam and Eve too, kind of in a way. Men were tempted by the idea of free sex on demand whenever they wanted it, which is why they allowed feminism to occur, right? Instead of, you know, wanting to, you know, promote a healthier society by uh, establishing rules. It used to be that people got married younger. They had families. They, you know, it, it, we just we used to be a much more moral society, right? So... But men allowed that to go awry. So, you know, as a result, um, a lot of these things have gone wrong. Now, that said, more and men, more men like you, uh, who just said, you know, trad wives are hot. More and more men are, are starting to realize that they're starting to embrace that mentality themselves. So that's the what's going to really change things. Now that men are waking up and they're saying, wait a second, maybe uh, free sex wasn't all that was cracked up to be because all it did was allow me to get laid with twos, with obese twos, with blue hair. And if I want to get an actually attractive woman who's of high value and worth my time, I'm going to have to try a little harder and better myself as a man. I'm going to have to get a good job. I'm going to have to put effort into the relationship. I'm going to have to court her, right? So it's, it's becoming, you know, men are starting to, as women, are embracing because women are the gatekeepers of sex as more and more women are realizing that their value is attached to you know their ability to gatekeep that because that's a fact their ability to gatekeep sex and their ability to uh you know be actual feminine women uh men are realizing they can only get the women that they want if they embrace the trad wife mentality and they're happier in those relationships nobody's really happy with a feminist even if she's hot you might be cool with it for a little while as a man but then you're like that's it i can't do this anymore you're retarded and I cannot have a family with you because then my kids will be retarded too. And I also don't want them to, you to raise them. So, um, Shelly 11067 says, Anna is smarter than the average bear. Thank you. Um, let's see. Wow. She read my name, right? LOL. Uh, cerebral. Yeah, sorry if I read some of these names wrong, you know. John Smith says, even if I could afford it, I would not feel right paying someone to clean my house. My family used to be the house cleaners for others. Um, yeah, I get that. I think there are certain things that like are, like I think, I actually, house cleaning is one thing as a trad, 
like a traditional woman, I would say I would actually want someone to clean my house. And the reason why that is is because I'm a little bit traumatized as an adult now because when I was a kid, my mom, I'm Hispanic, you guys know that. Hispanic women are crazy about cleaning. I'm a little bit OCD myself as a result of this. But my mom would spend the weekends cleaning, just like literally scrubbing every single thing in, in, in our house. Like she was OCD about it. And I love my mom and she meant well, but she didn't have time to spend with us. And I remember she would be like, oh, just one more, 10 more minutes. And then it would be like another hour. She'd be cleaning. Everything had to be spotless at all times. And, you know, that's great because I developed great cleaning habits. I'm good at cleaning. I typically get a little OCD about it too, but I don't want to do that to my kids. I don't want to spend my weekends cleaning or my weekdays cleaning or doing, you know, she was always cleaning. And I love my mom and she meant well. I'm not, it's not to bash her. It's just, we couldn't afford a cleaner anyway, so it didn't really matter. Uh, but, you know, I think that's one thing that I would actually invest in, but that's also more of a personal thing for me, personal issue. If you're a normal person and you know you won't go to town on cleaning, then by all means, clean away. But I think there are certain things that you can like splurge on. Like you don't need to be, I don't think cleaning is a necessarily the most important component of being a, a, a trad wife. Like if you can, if you can afford to give that to somebody else, then great. That's a task, one less task you have to do. And if you have kids to raise, I mean, that's a lot of work in and of itself. Uh, to be with your, spending time with your kids is the most important thing as a mom. And uh, so if, if you need to sacrifice those things, then, you know, even if it's, even if it's, even if it's a stretch for you to be able to afford that, I think it's worth it personally. Um, LFA producer, things don't need to be cleaned that much. All right, Eli. Well, you've never met a Hispanic woman before, clearly, because that's not true in a Hispanic household. Um, <laughs> but no, I generally agree with that. Uh, please go ahead and rumble this video, guys, if you haven't already, by the way. Um, 22 American First says, think my wife makes me go shopping during Anna's show, unpacked groceries while listening. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. Um, Victoria's Lore 1 says, hey, Anna, tell Brad happy birthday. Oh, it's Brad's birthday? Brad, happy birthday. I don't, I don't, uh, who, what's your username? Because I don't know if I, well, happy birthday, Brad. I hope you're having an amazing day. Um, really happy that you're joining me here on, on your birthday. That means a lot. Wow. Uh, so happy birthday to you, and I hope you're doing some fun stuff today. Um, Paul says the 1960s, too, has become like a 7.5 in 2022. I don't know. I know what you're mean. People did look healthier back then because they weren't obese, but I will say this. Um, they thought Jackie O was like gorgeous and that makes me question everything because I don't think Jackie O is that pretty. You guys have heard me say this before. I think that was all a psyop. I don't know why they wanted us to think she was beautiful. She might've been fashionable and glamorous and a great person, but I don't think she was beautiful. I think she kind of is, looks a little bit like something's wrong with her face. Um, but that's that. Uh, Toneman514 says, wow, Anna's brutal today. I know. I, I, sorry. I couldn't, I couldn't cover a topic like this and not cover that and not talk about, be brutally honest. Um, oh, Brad Berg, Burgess. Uh, that's, that's who it is. Well, I'm, I'm glad you're here. Really happy to have you on your birthday. Uh, Victoria says, I think she was more classy than beautiful. Yeah, no, I agree. I think she was classy, glamorous. Uh, sound, she sounded like a wonderful person. I'm just saying that like people called her beautiful. You know, they would say like, they would go up to like Melania Trump and be like, wow, you give Jack Yo a run for her money and say stuff like that. I'd be like, I wouldn't even compare the two, Melania. They're not even in the same category. To So that was a response to what Paul was saying about how in 1960s two was like a 7.5 in today. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. Um... Cerebral says Anna is beautiful. Thank you. That's really sweet. Um, let's see. Paul says cleanliness is next to godliness. Yes, I think that's why. Um, Mike Rudder says a traditional dad I help clean too. No, 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 Mike. Go make money. Don't, don't clean. Either hire someone or have your wife do it. But don't clean your house. That's not your responsibility. Um, that's not traditional. I'm just helping you. I'm just being honest, okay? Sorry. Uh, or have your kids help too. I helped my, my mom clean when I was, uh, I, I, I would cook and clean with my mom. Um, yeah, we had a very, I had a very traditional upbringing. So I guess that's partly why I believe the things that I believe, but I also think I was surrounded by, like, I grew up in a pretty liberal area, a very elitist, very wealthy area. And like, we were pretty middle-class and traditional. So, um, I kind of saw both perspectives. So it's not like I was just like, just took what my parents said or 
you know. Oh, John Smith says Audrey Hepburn over Jackie O. Um, uh, yeah, I agree with that. I don't know why it took so long for me to think. Uh, Paul says is cooking traditional for a man. I guess it's not traditional for you to do it on like a daily basis technically like but I don't see a problem with like men it, okay so let me clarify men should know how to do basic tasks like if you are a useless person and don't know how to do anything like that's a problem like you should know how to do some things or at least have the money to pay for it like if you have money uh, then who cares what you don't or don't know how to do as long as you know how to make money that's the most important thing as a man but I will say like obviously if you enjoy cooking then cook away you know if that's a hobby for you but I don't think it's the man's responsibility nor sh like should it be uh, for the man to come home from working every single day or 14 hour day whatever it is that he does and have to cook I think that should be on the on the woman as a traditional woman right um you know, some people have like private chefs if you're super wealthy and maybe that's a thing you can have. But as far as being, you know, the, the average American, I would say most of the time I think the woman should do it. But if, if that's a hobby for you, if it's therapeutic, by all means, and, and you're good at it, I don't see a problem with that, obviously. Um, Tone Man 514 says most chefs are men. Yes, that's true. Yeah, cooking can be fun. I love to cook, okay? And if I were married to someone who also loved to cook, then, you know, they could cook. I wouldn't, it, it wouldn't be my hill to die on, right? If it really made them happy, then sure, do that. Uh, and I'll cook, you know, maybe once or twice a week, whatever. Uh, but I, I like, I don't, it's not my favorite thing in the world to do, but I do like to cook and I would consider myself good at it. I've never met a man who's better at cooking than, or I've never dated a man who's better at cooking than me. So it's never really come up, but, uh, you know, whatever. It's just, if it's a hobby, that's a different thing. All right, guys. So anyways, I want to move on. I have more to get to. I'm running behind. Um, so I don't want to get too into this. All right. So uh, Shelly's, oh, Shelly says grilling is traditionally men. Yeah. Grilling's different though. I, I was just talking about like cooking. Um, but anyway. Okay. So I want to move on to the second part of what I was going to explain, which is that men, uh, as we just discussed, are also big proponents of this movement they are the ones who are you know finally embracing traditionalism now the problem is and I, this is where i'm going to break down a little bit of history i'm going to bring up the 60s and the feminist movement second wave feminism now we're living in third wave feminism or i believe we're just getting over third wave wave feminism that's my whole take on the matter but um second wave feminism in the 60s 70s the whole uh the the uh, the genesis of birth control. Uh, we took Bibles out of schools in 62, 63. Uh, you saw all of these uh, feminist things happening, right, to society, the whole free sex movement, the hippie movement, uh, Woodstock, things like that. That's when you saw second wave feminism take hold, and that's when it completely just shattered Western civilization, okay? Um, and so, like I said, I blame men for that. A lot of the problems we are facing today as a result of that because they allowed that to happen. Had men stood up and said, wait a second, uh, I don't think this is what's best for society. Even though short term it seems cool, like I can get laid easily without having to put too much effort into myself. What they couldn't foresee though is that in the future, you know, with this resurgence of traditionalism, all of the high value women that you would want to sleep with don't want to sleep with you because you're a loser and you're not putting any effort into it. And also, um, also they're not the ones who just want to give their body up freely. You know, uh, women are the locks, men are the keys. Okay. If a, a key that can open up any lock is a master key, but a lock that gets opened up by any key is a shitty lock. Okay. So sorry, that's the case here. So most women have come to that realization or a lot of and most high value women have come to that situ come to that realization. And so they have shut a lot of men out. And so the, a lot of these men can't get laid. So all of these higher value men who are, have more means than them are richer, wealthier, uh, have more going for them in life, uh, have higher status than the average man, they're the ones who are getting the women, the higher value women. So now these, this group of men who have been sold this lie that feminism is great, they're actually, you know, they're actually suffering as a result of that lie, right? Because they can't, they, they were not, never told to be successful or better yourself and then find a woman that you want to be with, right? They were just told like, oh, just screw around with your life and who cares because there's always going to be some, you know, woman that wants to sleep with you. Yeah, what they don't tell you it's that it's an, an obese loser that would be willing to sleep with you if you're a loser yourself. I mean, you can't be mad at higher value women for not wanting to be with a low value man. That's just not how it works. Um, sorry. 
but uh, that's just the case, right? So, uh, so now men are starting to realize that truth as women are the gatekeepers of sex. They're starting to realize, well, wait a second. If I don't do X, Y, and Z with my life, if I don't make better myself in life, if I do not uh, make myself a higher value person, a higher value man, then why would I ever attract a high value woman? So the women that they do want to sleep with don't want to sleep with them until they reach a certain level. Um, and a lot of men are realizing that. And, you know, men who have reached that status are now starting to re to set the tone for the rest of society because remember men are the leaders and they're starting to say hey we should not be embracing feminists we should not be embracing this far left movement it's destroying society which is why which brings me to my next point i want to play a clip of andrew tate explaining red flags in a woman and and you know say what you will about andrew tate but he has a lot of influence over young men and um, even men who aren't necessarily political, who wouldn't be in tune with wrong think or any of the stuff I'm saying, he has a lot of influence over mainstream culture, right? And so what that means is that men are going to be looking to him for cues on how to be this high status, high value man and how to get higher value women. Well, he says, look out for these red flags and these red flags are all about feminism. So take a look at this. I thought, found it very interesting. What are three red flags in a woman? If she is overly social or has a bunch of male friends, that's the first thing that's obviously a massive red flag for obvious reasons. Uh, if she's very aggressive, hyper-aggressive or hyper-masculine, that's definitely a red flag. Some women, especially in the Western world, are becoming like that. Yeah. And if she believes in any of this feminist ideal garbage, and when I say feminist, I don't mean everyone believes that women should be able to have an opinion on certain things and believe that women should be drive or whatever. That's yeah. fine. When I mean like full age, full crazy feminists like the West, that's, that's a massive red flag. Yeah. Okay, so um, Andrew Tate it literally explained what you know as what I as a woman would think would should be the case. But to hear it come from a man, a high value man, is that's a good sign for the rest of society because it means that men are catching on to this as well. They're starting to you know fall out of this trance that they've been under by feminists to support you know the feminist movement because the only men who are still believing in that are very low value men who are too lazy to be higher value anyway so honestly they shouldn't get laid they shouldn't be reproducing uh we only need uh we need top quality people at this point in time uh so anyways that was the second part of this i just wanted to point out that it's not just women who are waking up it takes two to tango and now men are waking up and now the elites are more scared than ever okay both genders are embracing traditionalism. Both genders are saying, wait a second, feminism was never good for society. There was a while there, I would say a couple years ago, that women were waking up to the fact that feminism wasn't good for them. But now finally men are waking up and they're seeing, wait a second, this isn't good for me either. If, if women are waking up, then I need to wake up too and I need to start stepping up into my role as a masculine man in society because otherwise I'm never gonna get the women that I want. So women, congratulations to us. We have set the tone. Uh, as far as, you know, the gatekeepers of sex, uh, that's a very important role in society because it's what's going to keep uh, the gene pool at a, a good, uh, we're going to maintain the gene pool at a, high, for to a, at a high standard, right? We don't want losers to be reproducing. Now, losers will always be reproducing. That's the reality. Uh, but uh, as much as we can, uh, we should be controlling that, okay? And we need that more than ever before. And so now men know that they have to, you know, reach a certain standard as well and now when men are on board that means you know society is on its way to fixing itself if you will it's kind of like the economy right uh free market fixes itself as they say well so does natural selection if you will because now we are falling out of the brainwashing that the elites had us under for so long falling out of the psyop both men and women are realizing feminism was no good never was never will be and finally finally it's the year of the trad wife and that is great news for everyone. Okay, guys, I'm going to go ahead and take a quick break, and I will be back with one last story for you guys, uh, which is very, um, very kind of funny, but also kind of sad. Uh, so I'll be back in just a moment. You're going to hear a message from one of my amazing sponsors, the Functional Medical Institute. As always, you can check them out at Sherwood.tv slash Anna Perez, and you can use my promo code Anna Perez for a discount off of their amazing health program. So I will be back in just a moment. Stick around. Hi friends, Dr. Michelle Sherwood here. I'm Dr. Mark Sherwood. Many people know about our clinic, but we also have a desire to help people who can't personally visit us, but still want to take steps towards better health. Our two-week health reset is a great first step and requires no video appointments or tests. 
With our health reset, you will get 28 detox shakes to provide the ideal nutritional foundation, 28 supplement packs with key nutrients, and access to daily videos where we encourage you along the two-week process. Our health reset plan is usually $180. Now, it's just $169 with your promo code. Go to Sherwood.tv now and use the promo code on your screen to receive this exclusive offer. Take a simple step and let us guide you on the road to feel better. And welcome back to Wrong Think, everyone. Uh, thank you guys for sticking around. Uh, I want to read some of your comments. I was reading some of them. They were funny. I want to read one in particular. What was it? It was from... It was from uh, B man six two six two. I always pick lower value women. I have low standards. <laughs> well, at least you're honest, B man. And you know what? Also, like, it, it, whatever. That's a decision you make as a man. And Andrew Tate is really good on explaining this. But the thing about being a man that's so great is that like you get to determine your value in the sense that like you can make yourself better. Like you can better yourself if you find yourself in a position where you're not getting the women that you want to get. You're not getting the opportunities you want to get. You are, you just aren't the status that you think you want to be. You can build yourself up for that. Um, and that's kind of the beauty of being a man is like you have so much room there, wiggle room to like to grow as a person. For women, it's a lot different because a lot of it is determined by your, you know, attractiveness, by, you know, things, your value is already kind of innate in you, your ability to, well, I shouldn't say that. Women can you know, also better themselves. It's not like they can't. But, you know, for men, I would say it's even, there's even a wider range of what you can accomplish only because, you know, think about it this way. A hideous man, you know, can get a really attractive woman, right? In fact, all you have to do is just, well, all you have to do, it takes a lot of work, a lifelong amount of work, in fact, but you just have to become really, really successful. You can get a very attractive woman. On the other hand, it's, you know, a little, little less likely that an attractive woman is going to be, or an ugly woman is going to become really successful and then suddenly she has all these options for men. Now, of course, there will always be like loser men that are going to use her for her money, whatever, sure. But for the most part, she wouldn't want to be with those men anyway, right? So, um, so it's just how interesting how we're not told about the differences between the sexes at a young age. We're just brainwashed to think we're the same. But B-Man, I'm just telling you this now. You can better yourself. You don't have to have low standards, okay? You can become a high-value man. It is possible. Um, Amanda Collins, B-Man, Anna likes Putin. You like Putin too? I love Putin. That's great. Um, B-Man6262 says, I'm divorced twice with three baby mamas, four kids. I don't want to put up with BS, but still draw the crazies. Well, at that point, B-Man, and we can do a whole show on this. Maybe I'll have you on and we can, we can, uh, we can decode your situation here. I'm pretty good at this. At some point, you have to look at yourself in the mirror and say, what am I doing wrong if this is the kind of person that I'm constantly attracting? That is a realization every single human being needs to come to at some point. Um, you constantly have to be self-aware when it comes to the dating pool because if you aren't, then you're never going to make changes. So my advice to you, and this is loving advice as somebody who wants you to succeed, um, I don't know you, but I'm sure you're amazing and you're always in the chat and I really appreciate that. So my advice is look in the mirror and say, uh, B-Man6262, or whatever your name is, what can I do better? How can I make myself a higher value man so that I can attract a higher value woman and I don't have to deal with crazy bitches all the time? And that will only benefit you to do that. It might take work to get where you want to be, but it will only benefit you in the end. I should do a whole show where I like, maybe you guys should send me your, your relationship problems and I'll, I'll help you. Um, yeah, do that, do that. Do you guys want to do a show on that? I could do a show on that. Uh, so yeah. Oh, B-Man says, I get attached too easily. Ooh, B-Man. Uh, that's, that's a problem because as Trump always says in the art of the deal, you have to know when to walk away. You have to be okay with walking away at all times. If you are not getting what you think you need out of a relationship, you have to be prepared to walk away. You cannot let a woman control you by manipulating your emotions, okay? Any smart woman will know how to manipulate a man's emotions. Now, if she respects the man, she won't want to manipulate you. So one thing you have to do is become a respectable man so that most women, so that even if she's capable of doing so, she won't manipulate you. And two, you have to, um, 
because women are very bright. Okay, women, we, we 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 know how to play mind games when we need to. Uh, the question is whether or not we we should or we want to with certain men. If you respect the man, you won't do that to him. Um, but you know, you, it ha you have to be with a respectable man, right? And so, as a man, you need to be a respectable man, right? Be at a respectable status in society. So anyway. Um, but don't be clingy, yeah. Don't be clingy, B-man. Um, you have to know when to walk away, okay? And that's really, really important. If she is not respecting you, okay? Because that's a big red flag. If a woman doesn't respect you, if you are not being respected, that's a red flag. Because that, that is everything to a man. His ability to be respected by a woman is everything to a man in a relationship. In any relationship, but specifically a romantic one. So if you are not being respected in that relationship, you need to be okay with walking away. It doesn't matter how much love you have for her. Do not simp for that woman, okay? You can do better. Well, maybe you can't. It depends on what your value is. Because you have to also be look at yourself objectively. And as a woman, we all need to do this too. All humans need to do this. Look at yourself in the mirror and say, what is my value? Not based off of how I feel today, how Anna Perez feels today, or how B-Man 6262 feels today. What is your objective value to the rest of the world, okay? When people look at you, what do they think? And not necessarily surface level. I'm saying there are a lot of components to, that, that determine your value on both sides as a woman or a man. As a man, it's your, you know, your ability to make money, your ambition, your charm, your, your, hum your sense of humor, your, uh, mostly your success and your ambition and your personality. And obviously, it comes down to your chemistry with the person individually, but you're, to determine your value, you need to look at all of those holistic things. As a woman, it's am I, am I kind? Am I smart? Am I uh, a pleasant person to be around? Do I, am I good a good conversationalist? Am I a slut? Am I this? Am I that? You know, those are the things that are going to determine your value. Uh, and of course, your beauty as well is one of the most important things as well. So that's why it's so important to stay in shape and look pretty and try to, you know, look your best whenever you can. Um, but that is, that's that. Um, so yeah, so my advice to you, objectively identify your flaws and your, to the rest of society, and I don't mean looks wise, I mean you as a person, what you're doing wrong in life, and, and better yourself in those areas so that you will stop attracting those women. And, and don't mean, you know, this isn't a time to sugarcoat it with yourself, and you don't need to beat yourself up either. It's actually a really empowering thing to be able to look at yourself and say, I need to improve this, this, and this, and I will be able to get where I want to be once I do that. And I will be able to get the the, be with the people that I want to be with and surround yourself with the right people once you get there, right? So that's super important. Um, oh, it sounds like she was narcissistic, the, one, the woman you're talking about. Definitely run away from that. Um, narcissistic woman is worse than a narcissistic man. My dad is a clinically diagnosed narcissist and um, I don't talk about that really, but uh, he, uh, he's aware of it. He, it's not like he's not aware of it, but he, you know, he, people like that, because I was raised by somebody like him, um, he's a very, very, very bright man. So because I was raised by somebody like him, I know he doesn't, he only uses, like, like it's difficult to explain, but because I was raised by somebody like that, I understand how people like that operate. And so I'm, it's very difficult to manipulate me as a result. So I actually see it as an advantage and he doesn't treat us that way or like his family. It's mostly people that, you know, he's, he was a very, uh, you know, most people he works with or his, his, the people he kind of deals with on a daily basis that it comes out, but usually it's not a problem with the people that he loves and cares about. He tries his best to control it because he's aware of it. But, um, but it's given me the advantage of understanding how people work because, you know, it, I understand like, you know, when I'm being manipulated, when I'm dealing with a narcissist and how I need to deal with those people. So it's actually given me an advantage, I think, in life. But, um, but yeah, anyways, I went way over time today. So uh, I was going to play a clip. All right, I'll just quickly do it, guys. All right, so I'm done with the chat for today because I could go on forever. Let me just end the show with this clip right here because uh, this kind of pissed me off a lot. Speaking of women, this is a man that I guess is LARPing as a woman and is making fun of women getting period cramps. Very strange. Take a look at this. Why? Stop. <laughs> Why is this thing not hot? I swear to God, if anyone says welcome to womanhood, I'm gonna lose my shit. 
Um, so I don't know how that would be actual period cramps, considering as a man you cannot have a uterus, and when you get your period, you are it's the shedding of your uterus. So I don't understand what's going on there. If he is bleeding, there is something seriously medically wrong with that man because it is not a period that he's experiencing or period cramps. So anyway, very strange. Um, very strange situation. But of course, that's normal in today's society. Let's just LARP as women if we're a man and we want to make fun of women. That's how they do it today. And that's also what's so confusing now in society. It's like we can't even say what a woman is, right? So that makes, of course, the whole I identifying how you should be based on your gender, that makes it all the harder, right? All the more difficult. But anyway, guys, uh, I just want to show you that funny clip at the end. Thank you so much for watching. Please rumble on your way out. Um, I would really appreciate that, guys. Uh, it means the world to me. I'm sorry, I was reading a comment. Um, someone said, I love the deep man voice. And I was like, wait a second. I uh, Do I have a deep voice? And then I was like, no. Wait, he's talking about the person in the clip. <laughs> I was like, that made no sense for a second. I was like, I know for a fact that's not true about me. Um, anyways, uh, I was reading that. Uh, okay, guys, so thank you so much for watching today. Really appreciate it. Love talking to you guys. Glad I was able to do the show because I thought it was really important. Like I said, uh, let me know what kind of show you want next um, if you want me to talk about me diagnosing B-Man 6262's relationship problems or anybody else's. Let me know. Um, I don't know why, but I guess I have a knack for that. Anyway, guys, uh, thanks for watching, and I will see you tomorrow at 1 p.m. Don't forget, next week, Wrong Think will be airing at 3 p.m., Big change is coming in 2023, so you won't want to miss out and rumble on your way out. See you tomorrow, guys. Bye.